Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Kurt Steinhorst. Kurt is the author of the best-selling book, Can I Have Your Attention?, and a regular Forbes contributor on leadership strategy. Pulling from more than a decade's worth of executive consulting and research in brain science, generational differences, and technology trends, Kurt has pioneered our understanding of the influence of human attention on organizational productivity and health. Kurt is the founder and CEO of FocusWise, a consultancy that helps leaders develop focused teams. And he recently took on the role of head of people and culture at Venus Aerospace, a deep tech company whose space plane will enable one hour global travel. In this episode, we discuss the four variables that drive productive and satisfying work. But before we get started today, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are joining us from. As a quick side note, we found in post-production that I had some audio issues on this episode and actually the next two with Kurt. Thank goodness most of these episodes is just Kurt, but if you notice something's a little bit off, that's what it is, but the content is on fire. So thanks for joining us today and you're going to love this episode. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Kurt, it's great having you on the blueprint today and I'm really excited to spend some time with you over these next several episodes. The first thing I want to ask you about is you know in 2020 during the pandemic a lot of things changed around the world. One of the things that we started to see was people really expressing how much they didn't like either their job, the actual their actual uh, occupation or their place of work and people started quitting, there was the great resignation. How can we get back to enjoying work again? Well, first off, thanks for having me on, Eric. I'm excited to spend some time together uh, engaging this issue. Because you're right, the, the data that we're seeing by nearly every metric is devastating when it comes to the state of work. Levels of disengagement, highest ever, despite billions being invested. The stress levels, 91% of people have said they've had unmanageable levels of stress related to work. The hours we're working are longer than ever. And and the question becomes like, what would it actually take to change this equation? There's something about the way that we're attempting to change it, because I've never met a leader that said, what I want is a disengaged, unproductive team, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's just not what we're seeking, but there's something about the way that we're trying to solve it that can continues to exacerbate the very thing that we're solving for. And uh, it was ironic because starting right before the pandemic, I had embarked on a massive project with the head of human capital at one of the big four consulting firms where we were really asking the question, what are the drivers that create happy, engaged, productive employees? And the source of my expertise is the science of attention. What makes us pay attention to one thing over another? How do we create an environment that actually can facilitate focused engagement? And what makes this lens so distinct and also so important for this moment is because we're living in an attention economy where the volume of things coming at people naturally leads to a constant state at work of interruption, overwhelm, inundation, the number of emails, the number of meetings. And until we actually account for that variable, we're never going to change this equation. And what's interesting is not that we have brand new research that shows the type of work and the type of attention that actually makes us enjoy the work we're doing. It's that we've never seemed to design work with it in mind. 
It was actually in 1990 that world-renowned professor released the book Flow, uh, Mihai, where one of the research findings they had was that when we're in a state of focus, the world has disappeared, we're fully immersed in one challenging task, it's one of the most pleasurable and enjoyable things that we do. In fact, more enjoyable than leisure. And this is mm-hmm. important because so often people think that the solution to people being miserable at work is, well, you just need better work-life balance. You need to watch more Netflix. Turns out <laughs> no. that actually isn't what makes us happy. And so what we were able to uncover here is, is there's really four key variables that shape our ability to have um, the type of attention that would make us enjoy it. Okay. And those four variables are number one, clarity. Uh, do I know what matters most? Do I actually know the work that matters most? Mm. Number two is capacity. Can I actually get the work done? Do I have the tools and the time, the resources, the talent to be able to accomplish it? Number three, curiosity. Is the work interesting? It turns out we're really bad at focusing on things that are boring and uninteresting. And yeah, then, look at our kids. <laughs> exactly. It turns out we're not that different than my three-year-old right. who is a terrorist. And, um, and the number four is community. Does it matter to the people who matter to us? And those are the four elements that are, that are at the core of driving an enjoyable work experience. This makes so much sense because you could switch jobs and find yourself even more miserable if you don't have the clarity, the capacity, the curiosity, and the community. I'm thinking of my current situation. You know, I left coaching in the sports world after 16 years, and now I'm engaged in something very different, but it kind of checks all these boxes. And so it it harnesses my attention. And I'm thinking about my workday, and there's nothing better than a 90-minute period of just doing one thing where every browser is closed. It's just one focus task. And there's so much satisfaction that you get when that's over with. And is that what we need to unlock for people, that sense of satisfaction? Yeah. And I think we, we all want people to have a sense of satisfaction. And what I'm arguing is that the way that occurs is by designing work so that the incentives aren't perfectly designed to ensure you can't have the the environment that will actually create it. Meaning if a leader is measuring loyalty or if an employee's primary responsibility is being immediately responsive, if, if the way that we define effort and engagement is like, how quickly do you respond on Slack, Microsoft Slack. Teams, and uh, how quickly do you respond to an email? Uh, how much time do you spend in meetings? There's a 250% rise in the amount of time people spend in meetings pre-COVID versus post-COVID. I didn't even know that was possible. It's like leaders everywhere said, we can't see you. We don't know if you're working. So let's make sure you can't, right? And right. so, you know, if we say that, how do we give people permission to be unavailable? How do we give people the a domain of work that they can own, they can fully immerse themselves in, they can see the results of, and they they can not feel like that it's a sub-responsibility in order to play the political game of responsiveness, then you create the core elements that are necessary for people to actually enjoy their jobs. Okay, I have a question. Asynchronous work environments where the very nature is, we're not synced. What is the balance of 
you have a task, you're using things like maybe Loom or Slack or whatever, and you, you got this task, you're doing your thing, you can check in with create, how do you create community then where people feel connected to somebody else? Because if you're always on an island, that is so lonely. That's right. And it's one of the risks of today's remote workforce is uh, despite how great our technology has become, we are still embodied humans. And there's a lot of research that shows that when we're in the same room, we have a radically different experience. It's, you know, it's simple as we become two-dimensionalized when we're only virtual. But here's where I want to push back on what often leaders in their best intention are doing to sabotage an enjoyable work experience. Zoom and captive meetings are not a place to build culture because when you are uh, in a group, on a two-dimensional zoomed-in screen, it's not the same as when it's like a water cooler stopped by the office. You're literally stealing from the things that they enjoy the most. And so saying, we want to make sure we feel connected, so we're going to do three check-ins a day. I had a client that that was their initial response. Well, it turns out everyone gets frustrated because when you steal people's attention, their most sacred resource, you don't build culture. And so what I would say is, um, how do we move as much to asynchronous communication as possible when it has to do with check-ins and simple information sharing, you know? And, and by the way, I'm a huge fan of Loom video. It's a one click rather than having to type out a long email where you can lose what people intend. You can click one quick link. You can record a one minute video. It ensures that what you're sharing is higher quality. It preserves and protects and honors other people's attention. But, but then there are some things that need real connection and need real live engagement. So brainstorming collaboration, which there's research now that's out of the University of Chicago that shows that um, that goes down in a virtual environment. So what are the things that we need to be live in person synced up on? And so I would say anything around brainstorming that is creative problem solving. And then what we have to understand is that we don't need to connect every single day in person. We don't need to even be on video all day long, but we need to have intentional rhythms by which we reconnect with each other in person. And so, you know, I'm, I've taken on a project at Venus Aerospace as the head of people and culture, and we do quarterly, all company, bring everyone together. We do something fun, team building, and that sustains us for the quarter. And then we shift to asynchronous communication in order to be efficient while we're all remote. I love this. Thank you so much for your time. This is phenomenal. Thanks, Eric. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a favor, take a screenshot of the podcast and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from Kurt's message. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.